The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. This week's episode of Mule Talk has been brought to you by War Pony Productions. And now, step back in time to the days of the Old West, when America was young and the West was wild. Hello, I'm Kevin Browning of War Pony Productions. I'm Comanche and Osage descent. My given Comanche name is Puitamobi, which means eyes like sky. I was a professional rodeo cowboy for well over 40 years, but since retiring from saddle bronc riding, I share my heritage to try to show the way it was in the 1870s. I do living history programs, including old-time photos, festivals, fairs, special events, parades, and a rodeo act called the First American. I have been featured in many magazines and newspapers across the world, as well as film and TV. Let me take you back in time with stories of days gone by. You will step back in history and in time with me. Let us be part of your next corporate event or party. Our presentations are authentic, including our TP, our prop, authentic Mustang Indian ponies, and our full-blood Timberwolf little brother. Contact me, Kevin Browning, I'd Like Sky, for your next event at W www.thewarpony.com. Buddha, thank you. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. And this is a continuation of the podcast about the 2020 Gila Wilderness Trail Ride at the N Bar Ranch. And believe it or not, I caught up with the owner, Preston Bates, of the N Bar Ranch. Preston, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I would like to know, when did you acquire this ranch? Give us the whole history about it. This is fascinating. Oh, uh, well, I first came here in 1990. I was working for the then owners, uh, working cattle up here. They were running 3,000 yearlings during the summertime, and I just worked as a camp cowboy and then stayed on and they offered me a management position of the ranch and I suggested that they just lease it to me because the ranch had been kind of a pain in their side for a while and uh, so I leased it and worked it uh, worked at it for about four years and then fortunately and thank my lucky stars and everything else uh, they owner financed the ranch to me uh, based just on sweat sweat equity for the past four years. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would have never ended up with a place like this. How about that? Now, when did you decide you were going to be a cowboy? I mean, did you just like say, hey, mom, hey, dad, guess what I'm going to do when I grow up? Well, I don't think I ever told them about it, uh, but uh, I'd been in the horse business all my life pretty much. Uh, and then you know, growing up as a kid, we played cowboys and Indians on horseback in the, the mountains of Virginia, where I grew up. And uh, then I got into the thoroughbred racehorse business for oh, quite a while. And then uh, had a trip out to Wyoming that uh, kind of changed my life. And that's when I decided I wanted to deal with horses and equines that had brains. Uh, so I left the thoroughbred business and started into the the cowboy and I guess that was probably about 1987 or 88. Fascinating and I heard a rumor that you have a mule. Tell me about your mule. My mule yeah Ben, ben the mule. Uh, 
Got him when he was a yearling. He's 32 now. Uh, he is retired. I retired him about five years ago. But uh, he was, you know, in my opinion, one of the greatest cow mules that uh, ever walked on the face of the earth. He could do it all. He could rope and drag calves to the fire. Uh, he could work drag all day on a herd. He could sort cattle. He did it all. Uh, loved doing it. And he and I have had some adventures. I could spend the rest of the evening telling you adventures about Ben and I. And uh, like I say, he's retired now, but every once in a while he thinks he wants to go. So I'll take him out. And then after about 20 minutes, he remembers he doesn't really want to go. Uh, so we head on back home. But uh, yeah, he's, he's one of my very best friends in the world. Well, what is his breeding? Do you know? I have no idea. No, uh, actually, well, somebody out there might because uh, i got him it was a joint he was a joint effort between a guy named oh i'm trying to, well i know it was max hershaw and uh the other fellow's last name was freeman from glenwood new mexico and they they bred quite a few mules together and i that's that's where he was bred from whatever they were breeding so somebody out there may know what that is I remember Max Harsha. He's quite the, the legend. Absolutely. Um, but tell me, I want to know about all the changes that took place since you owned the ranch. I mean, you started out and what, you were a cattleman? Mm, well, that was my plan all along. Uh, I had been hooked up with a former client of mine from the racehorse business. Uh, he had a ranch in Wyoming and that's where I kind of had my change in life was up visiting his ranch where he had a combination guest horse and cattle operation up there. And I wanted to do so the same sort of thing. So I spent the summer driving around trying to find what I thought was the perfect place to do it. I had a list of criteria and I ended up here in New Mexico. And uh, at that time, uh, pack trips were big, so we did a lot of years worth of pack trips into the Gila wilderness. Uh, and then, you know, the kind of the, the interest changed to the working uh, cattle ranch vacations. Uh, and we did that for about 15 years. We were running 550 mother cows uh, all year round. And then some summers, if the conditions were right, we'd run up to 3,000 yearlings. So we did that for a long time. Folks coming out, most of our clients were from the East Coast, Northern Midwest. Most were horse owners. Uh, come out and spend a week really doing the real cowboy stuff. And uh, like a lot of places, we didn't survive the recession of 08 very well. So we had to sell most everything we had, our, our grazing permit, our cattle, most all our horses, some pieces of private land, other pieces of private land we had. And, uh, we were, but we were able to keep the 160 acres at our home and that the guest camp and everything is located on. And at that time, we had to kind of reinvent ourselves. Uh, and we started doing week-long 100-mile adventure rides called Pathfinder Rides where we'd start 100 miles away and spend five days and ride to the ranch. And more and more people kept asking me, can I bring my own horse? Can I bring him a trailer? Uh, and finally, I said, sure, come on. Uh, so we started having people come in, bringing their, their own stock, which we never did before. In the past, we always ran 30 or 40 good saddle horses of our own. And uh, so people, you know, as people started traveling with their horses, this whole living quarter trailer travel with your horse sort of uh, movement started to build momentum. And, you know, we just fell into it, uh, 
kind of by luck and chance and you know it's really turned out to be a, a, a lifesaver for us or call it a ranch saver for us. That is fascinating. Um, I hear the other truck coming in so I'm assuming that's uh, our last rider but we are going to talk again because I want more more info on the Embar Ranch. But if anybody were to get in touch with you, how would they do that? The best way is actually uh, email or uh, messenger. Uh, our phones are kind of sketchy up here. And, and besides the fact I don't like talking on the phone. Uh, so you can reach us at Enbar uh, Ranch at Hughes.net for our email. Or follow us on Facebook at Enbar Ranch New Mexico on Facebook. That's great. Thank you, Preston, and we will talk again later. Looking forward to it. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email, cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at everycowgirlsdream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. 